0: Hey guys, this is Ndabusi here and welcome again to our podcast, Reframed by Mustard, in which we, an Africa-focused venture agency, explore topics weekly with the intent of reframing the current thinking about ventures, initiatives and brands. Today, Andrew and I will be having a conversation to explore the presently popular application and talking point, which is ChatGPT. We'll be sharing our thoughts on ChatGPT, the application, the philosophy of artificial intelligence, and our view of what we think AI's development might mean for the future of work and education. Note off the bat that our thoughts and conclusions may be different from the main ones circulating in the journalistic and social media circles. I hope you enjoy and get insights from today's conversation as well as our others, and if you do, please please do us a favor by following and rating us on your podcast player of choice and sharing this podcast with others doing both of these things will help us massively and we will thank you for it from a distance but for now i will leave you with today's podcast those principles
1: kind of discussion i think rather than talking about the history of the thing
0: and the technology of it and all
1: of that sort of thing you know
0: correct 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 but in essence i think the way we talk about it is the way that i think people understand it the way people understand it is not from academic literature i'm talking about the, the general population right it's not from academic literature it's from uh the media narratives right and what people are saying in the media right um and and also to some degree, it's what well, well media narrative. Obviously, there's a lot of earned or kind of generated content around you know that people are doing because people are actually using it, right? How many people have you seen who go? Oh, by the way, just want to say this post was generated by Chat GPT and da 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 fill in the gaps. And then after you've got some some you know, there's a big. I mean, to be honest, there's a uh, uh, um, even though many people would <clears throat> would not go there now. I don't think because I don't think it's very much in popular parlance as it was in my opinion 10-15 years ago but ai is also a little bit of a religion but nowadays as opposed to something called singularity right which is anyone who kind of believes in singularity is basically in my opinion is is actually looking at the metaphysical aspects of ai and I'll say what that is in a moment but but I think a lot of people now because I remember speaking to somebody speaking to him about the singularity he believes that that's, you know there's going to be a certain point of that, and he said no, and what he believes in is more of a super intelligence right and and i'll display exp- explain what that is now as well so <clears throat> um superintelligence in in general it's when people basically say um so i think it, I think it requires two things right one um so, okay, let's put it this way. Super intelligence, general AI, right, which can be probably fused together, but I'm going to distinguish them slightly. Um, and then afterwards, you've got singularity. And an <coughs> general AI is this quest to get a model, right, that is, um, or a group of models that can be behind a some kind of wall, right, uh, or interface that can now solve or or, or answer any question, right? So the whole purpose of that is, um, again, whether it's one model, right, that can uh, somehow predict and 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 you know work through the whole of quote unquote reality, or at least the reality that that people of the people working AI have reduced reality to, or a series of models that can interconnect and therefore you know if it's in law, if it's in you know uh, medicine, if it's in um, autonomous driving it can you know basically decide which model it needs and then work towards that so that's that's kind of general ai and general uh, and these kind of general models or, or or models of ai to get a general ai then a the super intelligence is just um, when computing power and the and the general ai model or models because um, so the computer power becomes so large right and the data we have um or it's computer power becomes so significant and the data sets that we have become so large, right, and the general models, again, become effective and actually become complete, that you have a computer that can, in in what, in how or what we call intelligence, can basically do the things in a domain that we call intelligence faster and better than a human. Now, normally people would include creativity and certain other things in that. Again, um, everyone's got their definition of intelligence, right? And that doesn't include my definition, but that super intelligence is that thing that now that is not just, it not, it not only has a general AI model or models that it, that gives you general AI, it also has the computing power and the and the large enough data set to basically, you know, function better than humanity and, and, and other words, right? Now, the last one, singularity is when people actually go so singularity first of all <coughs> singularity is normally it's infinity it's basically zero infinity right and and the whole point about singularity is um, mathematically speaking, we can define it infinity, so for example, another singularity is um um the big bang right so the big bang you've heard about it, people are like basically and 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 um uh, prefer, uh, professor professor Hawkins was, you know, who's late now, Cambridge professor, was, you know, was somebody who, who you know, was to study black holes, you know, and he's a cosmologist. Basically, you can't, you can get close to a singularity, mathematically speaking, but you can't touch it, right? So he would, so, so they would work and work and work and get down to, you know, milliseconds, microseconds, etc. after the Big Bang. But they cannot get. It's like touching infinity. You can't touch infinity, and infinity is a singularity. Um, um, another, you know, so another singularity or indeterminate is, is kind of zero as well, right? But we're about infinity here. So um, the whole point of that singularity is, at some point, the machine switches on, and essentially itself as a human, as a now agent, right, gets itself to infinity or that singularity point. So it actually switches on, becomes conscious, conscious, right? So, so there's a, the reason why it's, there's a kind of religion and metaphysical aspect to that is there is an understanding, or at least in my um, opinion and understanding, there is an understanding that humans cannot take the machine to that point. So a, a perfect um, description of the singularity is the Terminator, right? Skynet, at some point, it switches on and it's become conscious. That's the singularity. And as you know, humans can do all they can in AI, but they can't take it to that point. Suddenly they they switch on and become agent and the reason uh, uh um, and i may have used this thing i'm waffling on a lot now i may have used this thing before where i said that um for me when i see infinity i see an external agent right um and that external agent normally is a, is a, is a human in this case um but but that infinity means that it's beyond physics it's 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 above physics it's metaphysical, right? Um, you know, and and and, and so in, in in essence as well, when that um, if and when, well, I don't believe that it can. But those who do believe, it would then become essentially, at least in thinking, sounds like a human. So singularity, super um, general uh, general models of AI and um, super intelligence. Does that make sense?
1: So so just on the extreme singularity side, how does one? Mm. What would that look and feel like? What what is the point at which? <clears throat> the computer is merely imitating very, very effectively a human being, which to the average person you couldn't really tell the difference, versus actually when it has become um I don't want to use the word sentient, but essentially. Well, yeah, that's, that's essentially right? or whatever you yeah. describe as the the singularity. What what do you think the, <clears throat> what what is that turning point? at which it's just a very well, effective mimic versus it's correct. actually hit singularity and i mean we're talking very abstract philosophical
0: terms yeah correct what correct it might look correct like. so, so so interestingly that's why there's a lot of people who would basically not see a difference between superintelligence and singularity right um so in essence um the difference between and for some people there isn't a difference between superintelligence and singularity because essentially if you've reduced um humanity to um and you know humanity and our th- and our thinking to just essentially calculations and problem solving then after something like emotion if you don't recognize an emotion as an as an ethereal or metaphysical thing right then after essentially you would say superintelligence and singularity are potentially the same thing. Now go into your actual point in terms of how do you know that's the whole issue. Like so there's a thing called a Turing test um, you know a uh, uh, kind of uh, thought up by alan turing who who's you know uh, world war II code breaker the enigma etc british um, mathematician and essentially uh, that test is based on if you can have a um you part a computer passes a turing test when you can have a conversation with it um ask it questions it respond and maybe ask questions of you as well and you can't and if that's behind let's say a black box or something you wouldn't be able to tell if that's a human or a computer right so so there are some computers that can be made to pass the turing test at the moment and so technically you know it's like is it is it is it aware is it not aware i I mean i mean there's a google engineer who just got fired the other day when he said that a computer became sentient right i don't know if you heard about that in the news he said it turned became sentient and it's like if you ask a computer if you ask an ai are you sentient and it says yes does that mean it's sentient Right. But if you ask it, it says no, does that mean it's sentient? So it's it's that thing, right? And yeah. the honest truth is, and this is why people kind of blur lines. Like, you don't know, but then after I come from it from a more logical and philosophical point of view, which is says that like the definition of like what makes up a human is not just, you know, um, calculations and numbers and, and estimations, so to speak.
1: So the turing test i don't know the detail of it but i have also read people saying that chat gpt passes the turing test yeah yeah,
0: yeah, in very yeah. i mean there's sense. things that pass the turing test beforehand yeah it's it's it okay. wouldn't be the first thing okay so that's not
1: that's not a an otherworldly statement it's it's something that does happen which is to say if if somebody didn't know that it was an uh, and didn't know any better they would they could assume the average human being would think that it was a person generating the output Ye- essentially yes or yes. does it have to uh, be does it have to be the the most like clever scientist that we have and to, and does it have to fool the- them or does it have to fool, or does it have to fool just the average the average guy on the street
0: i i i don't know you know i, I would i would think that you know the person should be lucid and not inebriated or something but but i don't know I, I mean essentially it is if you can have a conversation imagine if you know i mean you and i are talking right now if 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 you turned out to be chat GPT, right? Like, unless I couldn't see you, right? But you turned out to be chat GPT, then essentially chat GPT has, has passed the Turing test, right? Um, but, but then again, you can, but, but this goes back to these general models, right? So what, I mean, people are no longer trying to pass the Turing test. Um, you know, the two big players in AI now, I would say, or at least the two, let's say, visibly, you know, Big players and commercially big players in AI. It would be OpenAI, who obviously you know uh, made ChatGPT, and and Google DeepMind, right? Um, neither of them are trying to pass the Turing test. Uh, Google DeepMind is trying to, as it says, solve intelligence. Um, again, that what is intelligence, etc. And um, OpenAI is trying to, you know, assuming AI and some level of superintelligence will come about it is trying to um work out the ethics right ai ethics as it is building ai just out
1: of interest even though the turing test mm. has been surpassed the standard for passing the turing test one standard mm. that's been proposed is that an average interrogator will not have more than 70% chance of making the right identification after 5 minutes of questioning okay that's okay one proposal but then people have okay. had beef about that some say it's too easy some say it isn't but okay but but yeah. this is this is a good thing so so now we've gone past that right so DeepMind, um and um deep mind and open open and ai, open AI they're, they're moving beyond yeah. this now so what is the standard that it,
0: to reach that. now what would be the, so st- so the so standard? even yeah so even if you remember and there's a documentary about around alpha go right so people have gone in terms of and I think I think there's two things, right? There's the kind of um these kind of legacy um tests, like a Turing test, and then there are these kind of um how can I say <coughs> public I don't want to say spectacles, that sounds um um disparaging, disparaging, kind of public um exhibitions, right? And I think um to my knowledge I'm very the, the, the kind of legacy tests popular legacy tests have been done the public exhibitions i would say after alpha go right if you remember when google DeepMind um beat i think the world's best player in alpha go and alpha go the thing about it is like you've got chess you've got obviously checkers and stuff like that or drafts but alpha go it's like the permutations for the different moves are just like there's there's a lot of like basically there's, there's there are a lot of moves that can be made there's a lot of strategies that can happen so therefore it is um it is very very hard to train so if you try to use brute force if you know what i mean by brute force if you try to just let the computer go through every single permutation like it would just take too long right compared to a human being obviously that does not go through every permutation because it can recognize patterns and nothing things like that so when it got when google deep mind built an AI to beat the best AlphaGo player, that was also a kind of a landmark moment as well in in, in, in AI, in general kind of popular AI. So now really they are, um, I mean, Google DeepMind, I don't know, if, I don't think they've done it, but they're trying to um, kind of um, do things around proteins. Don't quote me too much on this, but it's essentially how proteins fold and, you know, proteins are quite complicated biological thing so they're trying to like you know uh, uh use ai you know use their ai to kind of and i really don't want to speak too much about it because it's, it's really not you know the biology and stuff that is not it's not my it's not my space right but but that is a far harder task um um than you know alpha go because it won that's why it hasn't been done and again um chat gpt or, or open ai with chat gpt they're trying to go towards this kind of more creative and more kind of you know common person application space, um, but but both of them have moved beyond what they would probably call gimmicks. And I would say AI right now, you've got you know people are trying to move towards general AI, um, and they're trying to move towards that by having solid like AI that is solid enough to by itself do things for the average person for example autonomous vehicles right stuff along those lines
1: okay so just on this chat gpt um Mm. by open ai um there's this big debate now that you know is it as much of a leap or milestone Mm. as people are making it out to be is this a pilot trick exhibition? Or is this a demonstration of a real leap in capability in and around natural language processing, or AI, or both, or whatever the case may be?
0: What do you think? Uh, I think, and and I think, you know, for me, and this is why we're talking about the philosophy of it, it really needs to stem from, like, I believe that 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 we, or at least I have a different definition of intelligence to the you know sam altman founder of OpenAI, um and is it damaris the founder of um um, um, um deep mind right um and also to elon musk like i think i think i have a different. so so i mean it all stems from you know it's a leap but it's a leap to what right now the fact that i mean it, it, we were talking about the other day the fact that it can Write code, right? That's a leap, right? But again, I said to you beforehand when the calculator, you know, the electronic calculator was built, that was a leap too, because beforehand humans needed to calculate. H- calculators were human beings who would calculate things, right? So that was a leap. Um, um, you know, um, uh, uh, um, the car which is not an AI, I know, I'm, I'm being intentionally really quick, this is what I'm trying to find, it. the car was a technological leap because beforehand we used horses, right? And before horses, before we somebody jumped on a horse and broke a horse in and bridled a horse and put, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, the necessary equipment over a horse, people would run, right? So um, these are all leaps. We, we can't take anything away about leaps, but it's it's a case of is it, you know, is it a leap towards... So, so I guess my question would be, and I even want to ask you to to get your thoughts on it, is this a technological leap or is this a metaphysical leap, right? Or a leap, if you know what I mean. I don't know if you want me to expand on that.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think it's a technological leap, right? Hmm. Um, it's, it's a technological leap, but I think it's something that... Um, Look, chatbots have been around, right? And every time the chatbot comes out, people get very impressed because Mm -hmm. it seems very clever. It's like the computer's talking Mm -hmm. to me. Um, (laughs) But this is the most sophisticated chatbot that's hit the mainstream anyway, right? Yeah. And it's not by any means a a finished product. They've released it. They're going to keep on iterating. I think what is so it is a technological leap i think right they still got bugs it's still incorrect but i think the the plausibility factor is very high with this thing right yeah um and that's quite that's that's it's interesting you know um as to whether it's gonna be a huge leap in technological advancement i don't know tbd right? Let's see where, where they mm. go with it. I mean, this is this is only part of what OpenAI is working on anyway. And so we haven't seen what, what it means to combine the infrastructure behind this particular chatbot, the GPT, and then with other powerful computing mechanisms. And let's see where that all goes. That's above my head. But Mm-mm. I think what is interesting just from, you know, the layman's standpoint is um, how normal, ordinary people who aren't in tech or science or engineering are interacting with this particular iteration of this technology right yeah
0: yeah
1: and whether that will gain traction in any meaningful way after everybody kind of gets used to the fact that this is a very plausible sounding chatbot (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and and i think i've already what i've already started seeing is in the beginning people would ask it questions you know Like very simple questions, you know, how is ice cream made? Or give me a recipe for Indian food or whatever, which is, you know, just really, really silly basic things. But now already people are starting to combine um, the chat GPT technology with other types of tools in their daily work. And so I think it's starting to get more and more clever and more and more interesting in terms of, but it's humans who are becoming cleverer at using the chat GPT function rather than chat, B, at, mm. at, well, at the same time as chat GPT is becoming more sophisticated as it gets these inputs. Yeah. So, you know, I think with one big disclaimer on this thing, which is, this is this is prone to errors. Um, yeah, the, the, I think the, Sam
0: the, even said that himself.
1: Yeah, they say it when you click on chat to, to enter, to enter the yeah. actual program, yeah. the first thing it says is, hey, there's going to be mistakes in this. That's yeah, one aspect yeah. of it the other aspect of it is the data set is limited to i think last year or something or whenever it is 2021 okay, okay. um and so you know information after that may or may not be included or, accurate or whatever the case may be yeah and also like what is it actually for i think people are still trying to play around with use cases and you know i see a lot of yeah social media marketers are getting very excited about it um yeah yeah you know because to the extent that they're pushing out mass Social media, SEO, stuff—you know—just to yeah. the masses at volume and at scale. Then combining something like ChatGPT with a few of their other tools, I get it. I get it. If you if you're trying to push out just just you know massive amounts of reasonably okay information to get mm. as many clicks as possible on the thirteenth article you're writing this week about dieting, then yeah, this is useful. Mm you know um, and and it's very powerful actually because i've seen i've watched some of them and you know just before we did this podcast i've watched quite a few of these seo social marketing social media marketing types um who are very content driven um you know sort of i've got art i've got a website which it talks about dieting, and you know now this has made my life much easier because I can just optimize my articles and for SEO, and it does it automatically, etc. So I can see I can see that side of things mm. and why it's useful for for that audience and that group. There's also probably more sophisticated. Well, let me put it this way: there's probably also other, um, maybe more highbrow use cases for it, which I haven't yet seen. Um, but mm. the ones I've seen advertise the most, this has been on LinkedIn is just, Oh my God, this is gonna make my life much easier as like a, so, a content marketer. Right. Um, and right. I think that's a pretty, with all due respect to content marketers, that is a, it's a shame if that is the height of, uh, use case, um, sophistication for something with this much potential, mm. right. Um, because already I'm starting to see, you can just tell, you mm. I, I, already, I've kind of, I, one can tell, this sounds like a chat GPT generated response that you're trying to pass oh, off. Oh, really? As, yeah. So there was a debate uh, on LinkedIn earlier today. Some guy was arguing with somebody else about some arcane, inane thing, and he posted the screenshot saying, "You can literally tell." Can you tell when this person stopped t- typing naturally and started using ChatGPT? And, oh, and everybody, fine. and every, pretty much everybody could kind of tell who's been interacting oh, with this really? thing at all, right? And it's just because fine. there was an unnatural break in syntax, and then suddenly just yeah. in, a, in a, yeah it's just you could somehow just detect and be like eh, i don't know this isn't yeah after the first paragraph that doesn't sound like you you know and yeah, and, okay, and and okay, anyone who's okay. interacted with chat gpt in it's normal sense could be like that sounds like a chat gpt generated um yeah. response after you after you hit this point which you know it is what it is but i guess my point is we're going to start seeing just a lot of bug standard Chat GPT generated yeah. social media um,
0: content now, um, and, and 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 you look and and I think you know is that is that fine? Yeah, I think it's fine. Now, now essentially what you're talking about with the with the, the issue with that Chat GPT again, I didn't see it, but but I have been using some Notion, and I think that is a reasonable application. Notion's got Notion AI now, and with Notion AI you can. Ask it, you know, like things like, "Hey, write a like write a blog post on on how to start a podcast," or you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Um, I also used it one uh, um, um, just recently, so I, I've signed up to the alpha um I, I, I'm kind of waiting list, and I've and I've got in. I used it one time, um, and I said essentially on my on a very brief. I wouldn't even call it a paragraph, but a very short, short paragraph or so a few sentences. Um, Like, can you rewrite this in in, in some way, right? And I think what I saw, and, and I think this goes to the point what you're saying about what people saw is it writes it in a grammatically correct way. Yeah. But I would not, for me personally, and for what we do in narratives, I would not use that. And I would say to anyone who works at Mustard, do not, you know, don't use it past, can you give me another word, you know, like a thesaurus or otherwise, because essentially it's going to take the flair out of of what is your writing. That's basically what it is, right? Exactly.
1: And this is it, right? And it's not clever enough, I don't think. Although what would be interesting is take all the content ever written by Mustard, Mm. train it based on that content, and then say, please generate... An article in the style of mustard. I wonder. I wonder how close that would get.
0: See, that would be interesting. But but you You see, see See, here even here even so 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 this is an interesting point, right? And this goes on a so this goes towards a kind of philosophy and metaphysical part now, right? So if you make a general AI, right? Again, this is why I talk about that reduction. That reductionist approach, right? Um, Let's be. Let's, be, let's throw out some figures, right? Some really great, and let's be slightly contentious as well, right? Some really great, um, I, think I've, I think my dad had a book and it had a book about some of the greatest speeches and some of the greatest speechwriters, also orators, um, in history, right? Martin Luther King was on that, right? Unsurprisingly, contentiously, but unsurprisingly, Adolf Hitler was on that, right? Um, there would have been some other people as well. Every single one of them had their own star. That star was, on paper, you could probably gauge some of their stars. Yes, there will be certain techniques they would use, such as using three, if you study it, you know, the power of three. Don't just go, and this, this, and this, this, twice. Do, and this might happen, and this might happen, and that might happen, and other kind of literary techniques. But each person had their style, both in writing, right? And Obama also was on that, unsurprisingly, it was, even though he's a kind of more recent one, right? They have their skills and their differences in writing and have their skills and their differences in also in talking, right? So a great example is, and and, and I remember when I read um, Obama's book, um, it's called Dreams of My Father, if I, if I remember, yeah. that's his yeah, first that's book. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And when he wrote that, so that was around, what, I think 08, 07. I think it was republished when he came in in 08, right? But I think I read it in like 08, 07 or something like that. I can't remember. It would have been 08 because I wouldn't have read it before he was in, in, in office. And if you so, so it's written in a polemical slightly almost speech writing way right how he would speak right and and you know talking about issues topics it has extremely long sentences he he uses probably he. i mean this is a joke but it's probably not terribly far from it he uses semicolons more than he uses full stops. <laughs> right? yeah and the thing is, you cannot... I remember after this because I, I just really loved how he wrote. And there's another guy called, called Peter Hitchens as well. He, he, he writes in a very interesting way as well. And I, I started trying to adopt his style. This is kind of when I was really getting into like how to think. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, you cannot write sentences that long. Yeah. Right? And it's true. You cannot... like In normal writing, you cannot and should not write sentences that long. However... In if you are reading, now that's a different thing. When I take stuff, I might some things I might write as if I I might write it in the way that I want to speak it to somebody with a passion. Mm. Then you can use long sentences. Mm. Then you can do whatever you want to be persuasive, to be creative, and otherwise you can even break literary styles, right? If if you can see things in a moment, now that is. A structure of language, there's a structure of English language, and on top of that, somebody's added emotion, somebody's added their own experiences that's given them a a particular style, right? Somebody's added their own historical context, which has probably caused them to lend styles from other people, but again, they've added their own style on top of it. You cannot something that is general, even if it is, so to speak, switched on, right? And especially if it is, so to speak, switched on, right? If it is switched on, at best, it will be a human, get its own flair, and then it will not be able to write generally. It will be able to say, okay, well, this is that. That thing is its own person, its own agent, and it writes in that way, right? But, like, generally speaking, if you're writing for the masses if you're writing for general if you're trying to be general you can only really be accurate right and emotionless it's almost like if you're writing if i'm writing for a british audience i can use british idioms if i'm writing for the audience uh, a british american zim and australian audience i should throw the idioms away and be quite general so i guess my point is I'm kind of going off with the fairies a little bit. My point is um, if, if, if what we care about, right, and if what we're talking about intelligence is get the job done accurately, then this thing can, you know, it will do it at some point. But then it's like does intelligence or does a human, in, is there also emotion in a human? Are there, also, is there, are there also these kind of concepts that it cares about? I don't know. So, you know, would you rather, would you not, would one, you know, when you go to an individual, let's say, a, I don't know, a bank manager or, or, or anyone, and you bring forward a mitigating circumstance, right? That individual uses their notion of maybe justice, compassion, love, some interaction causes a, a familiarity or informality, right? And various of these other things to make them go, ah, oh, you know what, I'll let you go, right? So when we're talking about AI and we're, talking about, and we're defining intelligence, going back to Google Deep Mind, we're trying to solve intelligence. Does solving intelligence include solving emotion, right? Does, does, and this is why I go back to what's our... So, so it's almost, I'll say this, what is our... I'm very, in this whole thing, because the thing that's really driving things is, is is this kind of media narrative on progress and technological progress, which is, which is good. But after, I guess my question would be what is the, and what I'm seeing lots of people do, it's like the questions they're almost trying to ask, I think, is um, even, even, I would say even before how useful it is, right? I think they're asking um, what, like, are, I think, I think the biggest question we were asking is, what does this mean for humanity, right? Does this make me redundant? Does this, you know, is this like, should I be scared of this? Should I be what do you call it? And I think that's been pushed by this kind of Terminator narrative of Skynet, right? But I think um, that question is coming ahead of, how can I use this to help me do something faster, better or otherwise, right? Well,
1: I, I don't know if that's true. I I think those are the okay. those are the two those those are the two main buckets I think of the discourse around this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really read the news anymore, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah sense, I you? don't really know. I, I beyond skimming and and you know research deliberate research. So I have skimmed some of the articles, and it does seem to go towards this dystopian kind of Terminator Two rhetoric, which is not surprising mm-hmm. because that's going to get more clicks, right, irrespective yeah. of whether the people believe it or not it's much easier to talk about oh my god is this an existential threat or not but actually if you look at again this is a focus group of of one audience self selecting but linkedin um yeah. especially if you follow people who are in ai in um you know sort of machine learning but also in marketing and also in um uh you know education actually you can get quite a lot of interesting perspectives around it and they're primarily thinking about, so there's sort of a, okay, everyone calm down. This is not the end of humanity. Yeah. There's going to be severe limitations to this thing in its current iteration before we can start being concerned about whether or not it's going to wipe out whole swaths of jobs. But mm. it's sort of, I think the it, they are talking about what is, how useful is this and how can we use this and how can we deploy this and, how can you use this in SEO? How can you use this in coding? How can you use this in whatever? And what are the limitations Mm. around it? I think the most excitable comment I've seen amongst this very specific group is maybe, is this a warning shot across the bow for certain industries or Mm. methodologies, which are core to certain industries? Mm. So education, Mm. right? That seems to be the most sort of frantic, response i've seen actually it's not coders thinking oh it's going to code us out of out of out of um existence even though i've heard
0: that i've heard the code as well but education and and in in education what do you mean in terms of do we need to write anymore is that what you mean yeah exactly
1: so so well questions like that right so um yeah uh, education has been attacked for quite a long time now as being outdated Mm. rightfully so right the methods of assessment the methods of instruction they seem to be still old school where the world has moved on so it's ripe for criticism but this sort of thing has really thrown into the face of a lot of educators the fact that honestly you're gonna if you don't actually now you have to actually modernize because these old methods of assessment okay. aren't going to work anymore; they're not going to stand up. So, so plagiarism checks, things of that nature. Now, for every plagiarism mm-hmm, help enabler, there's a, another tool that comes out a little while later which tries to detect the plagiarism. But the point is,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it, it's getting education away from what the core aspect of it is supposed to be. I think, right, which is teaching people mm-hmm. how to think and apply knowledge, right? Um, it, so, it, in my view, it, it, so, so, no. so, so, so things like used to be able to tell a kid to go home and write an essay um, about a particular topic, come back and grade it. Right. That's, that is going to be very difficult now to to do Mm. in that form. Um, Mm. uh, Plagiarism checkers are there, but I think there's ways around them. So that form of assessment may be difficult. Um, But there's still a way you can test for the crux of that material, right? Is, Mm did you was it really important that the kid went away and wrote an essay um at home of a certain number of words and came back in or what were you really trying to assess were you trying to assess their their okay. writing abilities in which case they can write in class right um mm-hmm. with with shout out to pens and pads or even um yeah you know laptops without internet connection um and that's fine right they can practice those things um or were you trying to test engagement with the material? In which case, there's many other ways to do it, right? Um, but the the main question being asked now is, what should we be teaching, right? In a world where Interesting. It, some version of this thing is going to basically give you the answer to most rudimentary questions, factor-based questions that you, that, that you w- would possibly need to know to have a passing grade in school, right? So, yeah. What are we testing for? Are we testing for knowledge? Are we still testing for retention and memory? Um, how relevant is that in a world where you're going to have increasingly synthesized answers to questions? Isn't it about application? So those are the sort of questions being thrown into education now. Interesting.
0: Uh, uh, so interesting. And 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 it's interesting because so my and and fun. I think I told you this. I I, I, I um. This is before ChatGPT. This is this is um, oof, it would have been I don't know twenty twenty sixteen twenty fifteen right. I was sitting down. I know I've told you this uh, in relation to ChatGPT. I was sitting down with um, at, at a friend's house um, with my wife, who was not then my wife, and his wife, who was then his wife. I think, um, and I, I was this stickler who was always going. I don't think you should teach kids to code. That's all it is. And essentially, my point was, and, and you know what? I'll put it, and I'll tell you why. Then I'll put it in two ways, right, with regards to what you're saying. I, did, I said I don't think we should teach kids to code because I said I think we should teach kids the fundamentals of coding so that they can, of, let's put it this way. The, fungal, the fundamentals, which is basically, you know, of language, right, because coding is a language, right? So coding, eventually you'll get there, but are you good at maths? You don't have to do maths. You can do something else. You can do English, what have you. Are you good at maths? Are you good at, you, good at you know, science in general? Are you that type of person who's quite logical? Then as you go to higher and higher and higher, again, I'm talking about into tertiary education, et cetera, then afterwards you, you start to learn to code and, and then, you know, you've got a very strong, broad, you know, hopefully solid ground in, 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 in maths, logic, computer science, so that you can code in any language, and actually you can do more than just coding right because in the end of the day <clears throat> these languages all these newfangled languages now um, they're all should to speak layers on top of older languages like C++ and C and they are all layers of, of, are on top of assembly language which is you know kind of mnemonics that that interact with with hardware and then after you've got hardware right so it's so my, my whole point around that was do you want to get superficial information which is going to be um, relevant in a temporary you know it's only going to have a a short-term relevance right especially today right because the difference between the Luddites back in the day is you can learn a skill and for a long time that skill with your hands You know would be relevant for your lifetime and your father's lifetime and your and your son's lifetime and 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 your children's lifetime the problem is things are moving so quickly now right um if you bring up coding as you can say now just ChatGPT can 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 do banal coding right it's a code it's a coding monkey so all the people who went and did udemy courses right i'm not trying to front out but essentially people who don't have base level computer science skills to go beyond just, because to be honest, no one wants to write an if function, right? People, when they go into coding, they go for it for one of two reasons, right? The money, which is high at the moment, or to actually build interesting stuff. But and after as many people then go down the road, even if you're in a large company or if your knowledge is superficial of being a code monkey, which is writing if functions, right? And in, or, and in testing that they are, you know, the things right and debugging stuff. Now, ChatGPT can do that. So anyone who... Let's say if you, if you focus on, oh, I'm coding. Oh, look, forget about all the other stuff. Let's apply, apply, apply super early. Now I can code. You've just been knocked out by ChatGPT, right? Or maybe not today, but, like, we can see the writings on the wall, right? So so I guess my thing is, and, and I guess I'll flip it around and make a question to you. My thinking has always been, like, what this ChatGPT is doing is it, exposing, the are market markets as well, It's exposing people... Um, who, for either because of laziness, which we all are, so I'm not saying they are particularly lazy, because of laziness, right, because they've done something so many times that they can just bang it out, in, almost in a template, or because of um, superficial knowledge, is exposing, like, a templating, cut-and-paste approach, right? But what I believe ChatGPT will never do is it will never be able to. It will never be able to um, um, overcome or or or, or 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 usurp a human person who has got a strong foundation in basics and and is applying creativity to basics of information and basics of different areas. So so, I, I guess just to make sure I've got you right because. If, if, I guess my question is, and, and, and I think is, if we move so, so, or let me just put my comment and then you can comment on that. I believe that if we move too quickly to application, um, you end up making people who are, who are good at doing tasks which in our fast moving world might be out of date in 10 years. Um, is that okay? Right. Or, and, or do you agree with that? Um, or would you, would you, do you understand slash would you agree with my statement, which, which I know maybe it's, a, it's an archaic way of thinking of, of trying to get a core grounded knowledge in whatever that is, carpentry, uh, you know, uh, 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 maths, you know, computer science or otherwise. Yeah, it, it, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, those, those questions, I can, those comments I can address them, but I don't think they are mutually um, exclusive or even intelligible. They don't have to do that, what they're both interesting independently, but I don't think one has to do with the other necessarily, because number one, okay. um, to your point about, is it okay for us to move ahead with technology, which is
0: cutting people out? Is that what you, is that, no, is that, that's, is that what no, 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 that's, to make? N- n- no, 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 no. So, so I'm just uh, going okay. to, if basically, if we, if we teach application to people too, too early, Right? Oh, I see. So you're, talking about, the, you're talking about you talking about if we teach
1: application to people too early. Correct. Should we be teaching ap- people to apply? Um, yeah. Fairly rudimentary skills in at the risk of them correct. just being replaced, or should we be teaching them mm. to be more foundational in their learning correct. so that they can correct? Because they can. Um, you might not be able to immediately monetize your skill. hundred percent. But you you 100%. can build a, an aptitude. Which will be evergreen and always keep your head of the curve if you exercise it over time, irrespective it's, it's, of the it's, vagaries of whatever the next technology. Correct,
0: is. Correct, correct. And 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 just to just to give you an example, it's not even just an an aptitude; it, it's the found. It is the base of knowledge, right? And I know normally people when they think of get just get knowledge in, they think rote learning, like write stuff and thing. And I've learned, and I know you, have, I've learned super rote in Nigeria, and I've learned not rote. In, in the UK, when I talk about super rote, I'm talking about we have a current affairs book and, and we have that textbook and the teacher has that too. And he writes it on two boards. He just writes out the textbook and we just have to copy it. Wow. We could have done that at home, right? That's, that's like the most rote I've ever experienced anyway. Wow. But I've also learned in other ways. But however, right? I'm not saying let's write out a textbook, but we have to have a, we have to, I believe at an early age, you have to just learn things And then eventually when you learn enough things, you will be able to synthesize those things and hopefully apply some creativity on those things. But you you, you basically can't teach or try to teach creativity too early because you will teach that to the detriment of learning knowledge, which is what you need. So last example I'll give you here is when I was – so we started using MATLAB, which is essentially a software – that enables you to um, solve Fourier transform equations, kind of like um, very large matrix equations, etc. We started using that in I can't remember is it fourth year or, or third year out of a four-year course. And after we used it, we literally said to our professors, "Why didn't we just use MATLAB before? Why did you make us not just derive the Fourier transform, not just use excuse me use the Fourier transform, but mathematically derive it and bring people from the math department to teach us how to mathematically derive it?" He said. Well, now, when a computer spews out an answer, you know if it's right or not. Yeah. I, and if the computer's not working, you just derive it yourself, right?
1: So I, I, I think there's a middle ground in this fight because, okay, let's use this metaphor of learning the guitar. Okay. Right? Um, There's two ways to teach someone the guitar, broadly speaking. There's many ways, but there's two ways. One is you are mm-hmm. gonna learn each and every note um, that is important, right? Um, okay. Then you're gonna learn some, and by the way, I don't play the guitar. So this is clearly yeah, like a I, I, well. I do, which is why okay. I was like, uh, Okay, so you okay, you 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 interpret this interpret what I'm trying to say. You you, you yeah. start learning certain notes or certain patterns, right, which are individual, mm-hmm. right? And then eventually Correct. you can play songs with them. Another way is yeah. oh, do you want to learn how to play this song by Nirvana, right? Just do yeah. this and do that, and then do this and that. And you learn it rote, right? You learn the song. Yeah. The cool thing about being able to play that Nirvana song is immediately or like after half an hour or an hour two hours of practice you can actually play a mm-hmm. song right mm-hmm. but you don't have any of the theoretical foundation for the guitar which means you're going to struggle unless you are in the 99th percentile of guitar people who are innately good at the guitar it's going to be very difficult for you to reverse engineer which no that one into, is innately good at the guitar, and then rebuild okay. whatever else you want to you want to you want to play right so mm-hmm. it seems to me there's Yes, it makes sense, of course, to answer your original question to give people a more foundational um, experience around education so that things like chat GPT aren't so the question about existential threat doesn't even really necessarily come into the picture or doesn't mm. come to the picture so quickly. But I do think it's also smart to try and give it more practical relevance
0: 100%. earlier.
1: Right. So hey, 100%. let's learn some help me here. Let's learn some notes and some basic patterns on the guitar. And then at the end mm-hmm. of the week, we'll learn how to play a song. Right? Using those. Yeah. Okay. Which good. I think
0: it but to be fair, yeah. that's how people teach though, to be fair. That's
1: so how good people teach, I think, yeah. <laughs> because because basically I've had, I've basically had, had basically teachers that have just that okay. you never ever get any application until people have lost interest oh, completely. 100%. Um particularly yeah. around so, maths. So right. Particularly around maths and around yeah. STEM, it's like you, it's so granular for so long that people are like, I don't yeah. care, right? And then by the time at the end, they're like, ta da! And this means you can yeah. do all these things. Like people have checked out and no one so, has been paying so, attention. So, so,
0: so, so, so there's two things. There's two things. I'm going to touch the guitar. I'm going to touch math, right? And this is clearly we've gone to the area of of of, um, of of pedagogy, right? Which is yeah. interesting because I did actually co-found the school, which is which I've probably told you about. Um, but but okay. The guitar is probably a... Actually, no, you can, generally speaking, you can apply it to maths. As well. You can apply the thing to maths as well. The only issue, and I'll say off the bat with maths, is it's really, really hard to understand the application of maths early. It's really... It, I, I mean, it's, it's like... It's the problem... Okay, this is, again, this is my opinion. The problem is I got to understand the application of maths at university, and I think... In my opinion, I might be. Like, what do you call it? If I didn't go to the universe, university I went to, I probably would never understand the application but, of maths. But
1: you're t- right? but you're talking about that application of maths at the at the, at the at such a high level. All, I, all you need to show. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let me let me talk. Show the utility of maths early. At least,
0: hundred but they do that. They do that, right? Okay, but we, the okay, problem we went to is, all different
1: places. So maybe. No, no,
0: no, but, no, no, cause, no, no, no. Because I tell you, because no, yeah. no, I tell you, right? Because like I remember simultaneous equations, right? Because because oh, just God. the other day Getting we had we, you're like oh crap. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> See, so look, so look, let, let let me put this way. Let me put this way, right? Because actually, the guitar and math is a really good is a really good way to look at it, right? Because so, the, so literally at Christmas, I was there with my uh, you know family, etc. But my brother-in-law was there as well, right? And 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 he's even though he did geography, um, he's yeah, he's a bit of a boffin and, and 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 otherwise generally speaking. So there was this, you know, we pulled the crackers, and there was this, uh, there was this, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, like a question or not a riddle. It was a question, right? The question was mathematical, right? And it was something like. Um, if you have, um, so, so a father is X years older than his son, but then in 10 years' time or 20 years' time, he's going to be h- twice the age of his son. How old is the father? How old is the son? And literally, we both looked at each other and said, This is a simultaneous equation. Because it is, mm-hmm. right? Now, the problem is, simultaneous equations, I've taught maths before in a school. Cause I did work in a school briefly. And I tried to teach application. The problem is, the application of maths that you can teach at school is boring. The application of maths that you can teach at a much later level is interesting. Again, assuming you care about rockets uh-huh. and and, kin- and that movement. Okay. And forth. So the problem is I found I did teach people, but after the application, it's, it's like most of these applications, right? So, so let's say if you've got really basic math, which is, you know, you're counting and multiplying and you're taking a different something. Of course, if you go and work on a shop, it's useful. But you've got this kind of almost like middle Right. So, so from let's say, you know, th- this kind of mass after that to the middle maths to like upper middle maths, the application makes you yawn because you you just, it's like a contrived application which you never use. But they're telling you that stuff because it's going to build the basis for the really cool application, right? Okay. Which I find cool, which is Rocket Science Otherwise, but you just don't get there. Now, now just quickly, um, I'll say this quickly because you might have a thought. The thing about playing a guitar is, right? there are some songs that are really simple and sound really nice and and, and melodic, right? That you can play with just single note classical guitar play quite early. And you can go, oh, I've come out of that. And look, it's music, it's quite fun. And you've kind of learned that. But then afterwards, so so you have an, so so almost like the application in terms of the songs that play in there, you can come away and say, oh, I can play Here Comes the song by the Beatles. Or I can, on the piano, I can play, you know, um, uh, Mozart's Piano Sonata. And that's quite nice that you play there, right? But then... You carry on doing that and eventually you're going to learn theory and go down to, you know, arpeggios and solos and what have you. And if you if you can't do that, you will be somebody who you go, you know, you literally go to a co- somewhere and go, oh, can you play a guitar? Yeah, but I can play these three songs yeah, right, um, yeah. if you want, you know, well, you get my point, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think you had a point on the mass thing, which you may or may not have yeah anyway, I it's got we've
1: gotten so we've gotten so abstract now but i think i was trying to make um i think i was trying to by analogy talk about answer your question initially around um chat gpt and whether you know it okay should we it, it's exposing what is it exposing chat gpt is exposing mm. uh a certain section of Work across a number of different industries and disciplines, where yeah. people have been doing very rote, repetitive, unimaginative repet- um, uh, output, creating output, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I guess what it's exposing is, oh okay, there's not a lot of creativity going to these things. and now, a couple of points I'd make from here. Number one is, I think a lot of work that's necessary and valuable doesn't necessarily require a tremendous amount of creativity true if you look at the true. grand like all human true. beings and all methods of job and, and 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 work and and income um that need that society sort of you know needs to to keep ticking on actually mm. don't really need a lot of creativity and certainly not a very high level of creativity right I agree. In fact, sometimes you don't want any creativity in certain roles. It's like, no, don't don't be creative in this very specific thing. I need it done. Yeah. Very,
0: Some bosses might say so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm not suggesting those jobs are are, are great jobs, but uh, I mean, uh, there are many. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> there are many jobs <laughs> alas, where people yes. are like, listen, yeah. you know, this job's been created for don't you think. do exactly this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so actually, you know, this stuff to the extent that it does threaten those things. You know, those jobs. Yeah, sure, I get it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not coming for the people who, who everyone. are... It's not coming for everyone, right? And yeah. and it's not coming for the, most of the people who are tinkering around with this at this very, very early stage. Um, you, they probably have the awareness and ability to, to make sure that they're never at risk of having of being replaced mm. right um mm. the fact that you've got such early access and awareness to something like this suggests just that you you know you're at a certain position where you can actually upskill yourself and to that point mm. that answers your that this comes to the question you're answering which is people who do feel threatened by this particularly in the stem industries really should maybe be asking themselves more about How strong is my foundation and how strong are my theoretical and foundational principles in my STEM field, whether it's coding or whatever the case may be, Mm. Um, or whether it's even creative, right? So whether it's narratives, whether it's um, digital marketing on on the other side, you know, if all you're doing is just chunking out bog standard digital marketing fair, then yeah, maybe you should be a little concerned because... You know, there's a whole chunk of that. Maybe if you're not applying yourself, that is going to be capable of automation, right? Yeah. Uh, Or outsourcing to machines. Yeah. But for those who are who are trying to create real what we would consider, I think, top end impactful, and by impactful I mean impactful on the human level, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Emotive, Mm -hmm. standout content it's probably quite a long way before ChatGPT and AI can compete at that level.
0: So so I 100% agree with what you said. I think the way I'll try to maybe condense it is, anyone who's trying to, is actually using their, humanity maybe is not the word, but their, let's say human faculties in their role, whatever that role might be, right? It could be a carpenter, it could be a project manager, it could be a digital marketer, it could be a storyteller, it could be an engineer if you're trying to use your human faculties, right? your something extra than just your almost autopilot mind to do your task, do not be afraid. Right? Because you know, if you're not then after even then i would say like the only way you should be afraid is if you don't want to change. Right? Because then after you go okay, like how many people do you see? Oh, web freezing you thing. Right. All of a sudden change. OK, I'm now web free XYZ. Oh, no, it's crypto. I'm a crypto XYZ. Right. The only thing is if you're like you're still stuck on big data. Right. And, 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 and after big data, it went to what did it go? It went to something else. And it went to AI. I can't remember. Right. Machine learning. And then it's gone to AI. But if you're like no no no, big data is my thing. Which by the way, they're basically the same thing in my opinion. It's just it's just a layer on top of big data. But big data is my thing, right? Then afterwards, like, and you don't want to change, then yeah, that's going to be a problem. And that's essentially what the Luddites were, right? Um, like we would laugh, you know, somebody who's just unaware because because it can easily be a situation where somebody who's completely unaware of themselves, unaware of history, would look at the Luddites back in, you know, the, the Industrial Revolution smashing machines and go, look, these guys were just moving something from here to there, right? They are doing this banal task that, frankly, you know, not even a computer, a hydraulic machine could do, right? And why didn't they just go and learn a new task? Well, the thing is, they didn't want to, right? But after you've got individuals here who are like, oh, my gosh, we want to smash the chat GPT right <laughs> or it's going to take everyone's job it's like bro just learn a new task like it's a, remember it is a tool it's no different to a knife which is a technology it's no different to a, to a you know hydraulic or steam powered machine it is a tool that human beings can leverage and use to enable their human real faculties which are above nature metaphysical to actually do more that's it Right? so if you don't want to do that if you want to go to work and you want to like a drone just not think and just get the jo- oh template template copy and paste yeah of course bro like before ChatGPT there was something else that could take you out um, it's just that your boss hadn't gone and used Zapier or, 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 or some other kind of automation yet right so uh, 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 that's the thing I'm saying so so it's in it yeah I mean I don't know, don't know if that makes sense I assume you know I think that's nice.